welcome to the Irish Pagan School podcast. Your hosts are authors and co-founders of the Irish Pagan School here in County Waterford, Ireland, Laura O'Brien and John O'Sullivan. Falcha. Hello, Falcha. This is Laura O'Brien from the Irish Pagan School, and I'm just here about Samhain in Ireland. So this appeared on my blog in 2016, if you believe it. But it's still just as relevant as we are listening today because Samhain in Ireland is a huge, huge deal. It's a big festival. Traditionally, it would have been one of our major turning points of the year, which we'll look at shortly. And I just want to start off, as I did on the blog, by saying, no, it's not okay to pronounce it Samhain. I don't care what your high priestess, who is like trained in the Celtic tradition of Grand High, whatever, told you all those years ago that Samhain is the correct way. I don't care what you heard on Supernatural or True Blood or anything else that you may have been watching that is American-based television. We call it Samhain in Ireland. And one of the reasons that we are so adamant about this is because this is still a living language. So the blog post starts off with a quote by Carl Jung. How can I be substantial if I do not cast a shadow? I must have a dark side also if I am to be whole. And this to me is very relevant to this whole season. I do a dark moon to dark moon devotional for the Morrigan every year. In Irish Gaelga, it is pronounced Samhain, as I said, with Sow as in female pig. It is a word that has huge cultural and historical foundation, as well as a place in modern spoken Irish language as the calendar word for the month of November. Again, living language. You don't get to just take someone else's heritage and language and change the pronunciation because it's how you've always said it. Please don't do that. Out of all the pagan festivals, this one is most specifically rooted in Irish traditions and is perhaps the most bastardised by modern culture around Halloween. So if I do come across as grumpy, please forgive. As pagans, we can do better. So let's start by saying it right. And this does not count for Scottish pronunciation or any of the other Celtic cultural languages. Please know that I speak for and from an Irish perspective only. Celtic languages are not a homogenous homogenous blob which can be all lumped in. I get get a lot of pushback around Bealtaine because in Scotland they do say it Bealtaine. But if you are working within a so-called Celtic tradition, most often the Bealtaine pronunciation is actually an anglicised version because people can't say Bealtaine or don't want to say Bealtaine because it has too many vowels, as I was told one time. Imagine my head exploding as I heard that. Anyway, Samhain, which is where we're at now, Samhain time for me runs dark moon to dark moon. As most of you will know by now, the goddess I work for is kind of dark, known for it like. We see lots of quotes and comments around at this time of year about facing the darkness and coming through it to the light. And I get that. I do. Some of that is due to the turning of summer to winter, of course. But there's also a whole pile of crap about living in the light only. And that's not right. Why is darkness a bad thing? 
I live in the darkness. This is where the real magic happens, the formative creation. Can the light catch that first push from inside the seed? The first unseen growth always happens in the darkness. The plan is formed, the form is set, the energy is gathered. Samhain in Irish lore is the shifting time from summer into winter, from light into dark. Historically, it's the time of year that outside active summer work and chores change to inside passive winter work, planning and preparing, mending, doing, sitting by the fire, telling stories. Savangab are the two words in Old Irish which denote summer and winter. The original seasonal shift going back to days when the hunter-gatherer people of Ireland changed from summer to winter camps as part of their annual tribal cycles. Before industry, before agriculture, before settlement, before farming, our ancestors were between their seasonal worlds at this time of the year. That time of change can be dangerous. While we move, before things settle into their new patterns, we can lose our way. Change is especially difficult for the vulnerable in a tribe. Old comforts and security lost. New spaces bring new dangers, seen and unseen. The old, the young, the sick and the weak, all at risk as we shift and move towards settling down again. And when we are moving from light towards darkness, Respect is due and care should be taken, for human form is somewhat fragile in body and mind. Between times, between places, is the boundary, the liminal space that holds stronger magic. Magic is change, and change is inherent in between. So Samhain, from the oldest times in Ireland, is a dangerous, magical time. When we moved to agriculture, tough decisions had to be made with supplies set to dwindle during the winter on what animals would live and what would die. Perhaps even for the people in lean years, the best rations had to be set aside for the strongest to survive. So facing the dark year could mean facing your death. Thoughts still turn to death in earnest at this festival with our subconscious and even ancestral memories influencing our conscious minds. This naturally brings about memories of those who have already passed through the other world from this one. Many homes in Ireland still lay the dumb supper, the placement of one full meal on Samhain night, that is the 31st, at the family's table. This usually consisted of a dinner in the evening, with an empty chair available for any passing spirits who might drop in. The windows and doors are left unlocked all night by those who deem it safe to do so now. Just a note on that, we, in modern pagan practice, we don't tend to call it the dumb supper anymore um, because it's an ableist term. So um, the dead supper is what we would use in our house or the dark supper. And it just means that there is a, a blank place being left to facilitate those wandering spirits. These customs are given as a sign of welcome for the ancestors that are about at this time of year. The extra meal is left outside when the family has finished their meal. 
None of the living may consume the food meant for the dead. It was said that they would be barred from partaking of it after their own death if they were greedy enough to touch it while living. The theme of honouring the dead and aiding them in any way possible is very prominent, maybe because the significant reminder that as we are coming into the time of death, it may be us who pass on before too long. There may have been an element of hedging our bets, so to speak, by being polite and utterly respectful to the dead spirits and the spirits of death at this time. For your own practice this year, why not take time between the dark moon just before Samhain to the dark moon after, so you can Google and find your local phases of the moon there, and set up an altar to your ancestors, either physical bloodlines, your your blood ancestors, or your spiritual or community ancestors. We do have a class at the Irish Pagan School on Ancestry, which details beyond the bloodlines. I might actually change the name of it to beyond the bloodlines, ancestral work. Those elders and ancients who have made an impact on your life and who you would like to honour at this time when they are close enough are more easily, it's more easy to commune with them. Will your ancestor altar be indoors or outdoors? What will you put on your altar? Pictures, memorabilia, items that remind your senses of that person. How will you observe a practice at the altar each day? What will you say or do before it? If you're making offerings, think about things that involve a little work or sacrifice on your part, not just cheap wine from the shops that has no relevance to them or meaning for you. An offering can be a physical item that you place by the altar in observance and respect, or it can be an act you perform, volunteering at a charity relevant to them, for example or work you do that they would appreciate, that honours their spirit, their legacy even. So you can go into the Irish Pagan School community group on Facebook and maybe post about your altar or offering ideas and descriptions in the comments. Share your seasonal observances with the community for sound time. We would definitely love to hear from you in there. And if you're not a member of that Facebook group, you just need to be enrolled at the school. You can do that through a free class. There's no problem. And just join the Irish Pagan School community group on Facebook. If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave us a positive review in your podcast listener. Then head over to irishpaganschool.com and enroll in one of our free or paid courses. Slongafol and we will see you next time.